0: Blog Talk Radio
1: I'm your host of Signs Your Loved Ones Send Us. We have a live show every Tuesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but the show is also worldwide and available on Skype. or calling in at 1-347-838-9201. Now I have a question for you all. Do you believe when we die that we cease to exist? Do you believe that heaven is for real? Do you believe that our loved ones are always around us? Do you get signs like pennies or feathers or butterflies rainbows. There's so many ways that our loved ones come through and my show sets out to show you. Uh, we have many intuitive meetings on the show and special guests and we give readings and hopefully bringing your loved ones through. So stay tuned for our guest tonight. Thank you. Hi, I hope everyone can hear me. Um I've been off the air for a bit, had some technical problems, and I already had some again tonight. So I'm hoping chat room will open. I'm having problems getting it open already. <clears throat> again, this is Peggy Amanisi broadcasting from Verplank, New York. Tonight, uh, the theme of the show is miracles, uh, about miracles from heaven, uh, like the movie that just was out, and the purpose of our lives. Um, my show is called Sign to Love One, Send Us, like I said before. And here, I have some questions for you. Um, why are we here on earth, um, with so much pain and loss? And what's, what is our soul's purpose? I'm redoing this show, um, like I said, because my last one that I tried to do this show, there were many technical issues, and I'm sorry about that, and I'm hoping tonight will work. So far, we're already having problems, so, anyhow, uh, we'll also be talking about the movie, uh, The Miracles from Heaven in the book, and with my special guest co host, Kevin Schopel. Uh, a best-selling author and an ordained Baptist deacon from Arizona. A little bit about me, if you're new to the show. My name is Peggy, um, best-selling author and a Christian woman, also an intuitive medium. All faiths are welcome to my show. I lost many close to me, including two of my own children and their father, and they all send me so many signs. My show consists of stories of loved ones sending signs, or you can call on and ask questions, or just to vent about what you're feeling because of grieving the loss of a loved one, especially a child, as I lost two of my own, like I said, and I do understand. Or if you want to discuss any of our archive shows, I've done over 80, uh, the, over two years now, or any of our guests. Um, my co-host, Marsha, I don't know if she'll be with me tonight or not. I'm waiting to hear. If, if she is, she needs to press the 1Q. And I also have a special co-host tonight, uh, Ken, uh, Kevin. And um, we'll be taking your calls at one three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one. And we'll be talking about the signs of loved ones sent us, and to understand the signs are real. We also do readings when spirit feels a need to communicate with you, and play. And we play some music. So I'm going to bring Kevin on first, and I think Marcia is going to be joining us tonight. Let me bring Kevin on and say hello, and then I'll bring Marcia. Hold on, please. Hi, Kevin.
2: Hello, Peggy. Good to hear you again.
1: How are you? Happy Easter. <laughs> How are you?
2: Yes, uh, happy Easter, or happy Resurrection Day, as you may call it as well.
1: Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I, Like I said, I, I was... The first uh, 10 minutes before the show started, I'm already having technical issues. So I just want to advise people if you're in the chat room and we can't get to you, please call in or Skype us. Uh, the show is worldwide. Uh, you can Skype us by uh, logging into Blog Talk Radio um uh slash uh, uh Peggy Semenec and then that'll bring you to Skype so i just want to get that you know um out there so just in case we can't get into chat cuz so far i'm having problems so kevin um i know you didn't see the movie miracles from heaven but you're you are a scholar on the bible and uh, t- tonight as far as i'm concerned many of us other other people are and uh the purpose of life itself and I think we all question what it's all about. Um, we A lot of people believe that we do come here with a plan, and then we go back home, which is heaven. What are your feelings on that?
2: Well, the one scripture that really ties together the fact of the resurrection that we just talked about and that we have a life purpose is Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. And a lot of Christians are familiar with verse through 9 of that which says for by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves not of works lest any man shall boast but then if you take that 10th verse it says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared in advance for those who love him so wow. you take it that he went to the cross for us mm-hmm. and he saved us so that we can fulfill the purpose that God placed, um, you know, us here to do, and it's almost like a prerequisite that we accept that free gift of His salvation that He went under the cross and shed His blood for, so that mm-hmm. we can begin to live that purpose. Jesus said in John ten ten, "I come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly." The problem is too many people take abundant life to mean one. Full of money and possessions, when Jesus said in Luke chapter twelve, he says, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. So right. we have to say that that when he said, I came that they have life and have it more abundantly, he's not talking about money and possessions as much as how much we touch others' lives, how much we fulfill, how much we obey, because he in Ecclesiastes Solomon had everything. He was a king, so he had political power. He had a annual income of over $4 billion in, our, in money of our time. He, he reigned for 40 years, so he had roughly an income of $160 billion. He had 300 wives. He had everything you can imagine. And when he wow. wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, he said, everything is meaningless. But at the very end, he says, The purpose of all this is fear God and keep his commandments. So that came from the person who had it all, who we think in a worldly sense had an abundant life. He said it was all meaningless and that the purpose was to fulfill and fear God and to keep his commandments.
1: Right. Do you want to, you know, I'm sure many people do know there's Ten Commandments that was written on the Mount. And um, how about if you would recite the Ten Commandments to refresh everyone's memories on them? Would you mind doing that? Well,
2: I can recite the Ten, but I can also tell you this. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven, and 38, He said, He said, the first is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And He said, the second is like it. He says, to love your neighbors yourself. And these sum up the Law and the Prophets. Now, Mm -hmm. I can say the Ten Commandments, you know, the first one being, you shall have no other gods before me. The second Mm -hmm. being, you shall not make to yourself any graven image or bow down before it. The -hmm. third, which is a very misunderstood command, is you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Mm -hmm. The fourth is, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, those first four is our relationship with God. That all has to do with loving the Lord our God with all of our heart. Mm-hmm. The fifth one, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord the God has given you. That kind mm-hmm. of, is the in-between between the rest. It's one where you honor men, your parents, and God as well, your heavenly mm-hmm. father. The sixth one, you shall not kill. Seventh, you shall not commit adultery. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And number ten, you shall not covet.
1: Right. Well, I think sometimes, you know, some people were... some people forget the, the commandments, and uh, we're in a very technical uh, society these days that it seems like people are moving further and further away from the basic laws of what God set for us, and that's why I kind of wanted you to read that tonight, uh, you know, because there are some people, too, that well, really you. grew up with no religion, and I, I do thank you for that, Kevin. Um, well, you know, also in
2: Matthew seven twelve, when when, when right. Jesus said is very exactly what we call the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would have done unto you, it's a very simple rule, we call it the golden rule, but he right. said that sums up the law of the prophets, too. You know, we never stop to think of a sense of right and wrong until we think of it being done to us, or how you might say to somebody, how would you like for somebody to do that to you?
1: Exactly. And it changes exactly. that
2: perspective.
1: Right. Well, Kevin, I'm going to read um, before we talk a little more about you and Marcia. Be patient. I'm going to bring you on because I have a, somewhat of a script tonight on the purpose of life. And uh, Kevin was just talking about some the very simple basics and the and, and the the very important rules that we have. Um, also in the Bible, um, and there was a song by the I think it was the birds, the turn, turn, turn. In the Bible, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under the sun. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant, a time to recap. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. And that's in the uh, King James Version of the Holy Bible. Um, there are, are other, some other opinions on purpose of life, and I want to read that, Kevin, if that's okay. Why um, don't yeah, I did try to do the show like a month ago, and I've been having lots of problems. A lot of people have with blog talk. I don't know what's going on. So, Okay, some other opinions on the purpose of life. Number one, you'll never be happy if you continue to search for what happiness consists of. You will never live if you're looking for the meaning of life. It was written by Albert Camus. These are some quotes that I've picked up along the way. Number two, life has no meaning. Each of us has meaning, and we bring it to life. It is a waste to be asking the question when you are the answer, and that's written by Joseph Campbell. Number three, life has a plan for each of us. We may not understand the whys on our journey, but every event is meaningful nonetheless. And that's by Ken Perot. Uh, Number four, Edgar Allan Poe. The best things in life make you... Make you well, I don't know I don't know about that one. I'm not too sure I'm gonna avoid that one, okay,, <laughs> make okay. you sweaty well, it says make you sweaty so I'm thinking hard work, uh, gosh knows what else, I don't know where I'm going with that one so uh number five, the purpose of life is to stay alive, watch any animal in nature, all it tries to do is stay alive. It doesn't care about its beliefs or philosophy. Whatever an animal behavior puts it out of touch with the realities of its existence, it becomes extinct. Well, I kind of beg to differ with that. Um a lot of people go about just existing. We're meant to live life, not to just exist and survive all the fittest or whatever. I don't I really I'm not so good with that one. Okay. <laughs> No, Um, and I'm not
2: either myself. Uh, Basically, as I say, we were created in his image. He has stated he has a purpose for our lives, it's not just to stay alive.
1: Exactly. Well, that's why I'm bringing up some of these quotes and how some people think, okay? Uh, Number six, beyond work and love, I would add two other ingredients that give meaning to life. First, to fulfill whatever talents we were born with, however blessed we are by fate with different abilities and strengths. We should try to develop them to the fullest rather than allow them to atrophy and decay. We all know individuals who do not fulfill the promise they showed in childhood. Many of them became haunted by the image of what they might have become. Instead of uh, blaming fate, I think we should accept ourselves as we try to fulfill whatever dreams are within our capabilities. Second, we should try to leave the world a better place than when we entered it. As individuals, we can make a difference whether it's to probe the secrets of nature, to clean up the environment, and work Um, For peace and social justice, or to nurture the inquisitive, vibrant spirit of the young, by being a mentor and a guide. And that was written by Michiel Kaku, K-A-K-U. I like that one. It's kind of like what we're doing now. I'm in my sixties. You're in your fifties, right, Kevin? And we've we've come to light. For, um our candle's burning bright now of what we were supposed to be doing, maybe when we were even younger, or maybe had to experience all the losses I've had and the heartache and and what you've been through and and so many others and 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 be who you are, you writing the books, of uh, being a Baptist ordained you know, ordained Baptist deacon and also an author now, and writing the books to help people understand the Bible better and to understand the gifts such as I and Melanie, your your late friend Melanie had, and um to say it's okay. Um so that that was that I like that one the best, number six. And the last but not least, as Robert Louis Stevenson says, to be what we are and to become what we are capable of becoming is the only it's the only end of life life does goes on. I mean, being an intuitive, I know that being a Christian, I know that um life continues on, and we have to be try to be the best we can be and and honor the gifts that the Lord has given us. Do you agree on that, Kevin?
2: Oh, I do agree with it, and I also say that the gifts are something we're accountable for, as you know, Jesus said in Luke twelve forty-eight. He said, "To whom much is given, much is required." Uh-huh. And it's not just talking about money and possessions, but talk about the spiritual uh-huh. gifts. Because when you get into the parable of the talents, and I'm sure you're familiar with that, where a person was given one talent of gold, one, right. one was given five talents of gold, and one with ten talents of gold, and uh-huh. I'm sorry, I got that wrong, two, one, two, and five, actually. But okay. they were called to account for what they did with those things. And even the right. person with the one talent that hit it in the ground, the Lord said, well, why didn't you at least put it on deposit with the bankers that it may have earned interest? And when we talk about mm-hmm. spiritual gifts, we're saying, at least put it out there. Let people know you have the gift, which is part mm-hmm. of the reason I wrote my books. put right it right. out there. And the Lord right. will direct your life into the way it should be. I never imagined what the Lord had in purpose for me until mm-hmm. I was willing to start obeying him and putting out you know, the gift I had, which was teachings.
1: Right, right. Well, that, that's me, me too. I mean, here I'm going on 63. Uh-huh. I came out to the public at 60, not understanding my gift my whole childhood because I feared it. And there's no fear in the Lord. Um, That was a slogan of my late daughter, is no fear. And I I do understand it now, because she taught me that. Oh, something else I want to do too, Kevin, and I I keep forgetting at the beginning of the show. I now say a prayer as we start the show, and I would like uh, everyone to join me in uh, the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, if that's okay?
2: It would be perfectly fine.
1: Okay, okay. Well, let me just say this now. Lord, make me your instrument of your peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's doubt, give me faith. Where there's despair, give me hope. Where there's darkness, give me light. And where there's sadness, give me joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to to understand, to be loved as to be loved." For it's a giving in giving that we receive, it's in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it's in dying that we are born to eternal life. And that's kind of, uh, I feel, kind of appropriate to what we were just saying, um, you know, about what the purpose of life is. It's about giving and. You're not rewarded with gold or money and whatever. I do the show for free. Actually, I pay to do my show as a volunteer. You and I are both best-selling authors, and we know we're not rich by far. People have this whole um, idea that uh, we're making big money off these books. We don't. I still owe money. I have two years of a payment on mine. So it's not about the money. It's about helping people. And it's kind of along the theme that we were talking about. And one other thing I want to bring up, and then I'll bring Marsha on with us. Um, we have, a, I have another script here about the seven Bible verses reminding us that God has given us a purpose in life. And also, I wanted to bring up the fact of when you have a gift such as mine and such as Melanie had and others that are intuitive, and even you, we're ridiculed a lot. We are... Um, Stones are thrown at us at times. Uh, we are we are mocked. We are put down. We're made fun of. We, we, we You know it, Kevin. You've seen what I've gone through. I'm sure Melanie's oh, been through it at times. You know, mm-hmm. and even some of the best, uh, well-known, world-renowned. I don't consider myself world-renowned medium, but people are becoming to know me now, beginning to know me. But um, I just wanted to read one thing that um, – uh, something that I wrote uh, when you are mocked for what you do, think of what Jesus went through. Jesus was also mocked. Okay, the mocking of Jesus curled, uh, occurred several times after his trial and before his crucifixion, according to the uh, Carinitical Gospels of the New Testament. It's considered part of Jesus' passion. According to the Gospel narratives, Jesus had predicted that he would be mocked in Matthew 20:19, Mark 10:34 and Luke 18:32. The mocking of Christ took place in three stages immediately following his trial, immediately following his condemnation by Pontius Pilate and he, when he was on the cross. The New Test- the Testament uh narratives of Jesus being mocked are filled uh, filled with irony when the mockery focuses on Jesus prophetic and kingly roles. And um I'm getting like you, quoting the Bible, but you're much better than I am. But I, I found that article quite interesting, and that's on Wikipedia. Wikipedia, And um, it's true. So if you feel mocked at times, and, and you are mocked at times, think of what Easter really is all about and what Jesus went through. He was also mocked. And even to this day, you have people that he was a great prophet, he really wasn't the son of God, blah, 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 blah. He's still being mocked over 2,000 years later. Am I right?
2: Yes, and especially in the sense that, you know, some people want to stop short of saying, yes, he is exactly God. He was our Savior, but he is also God. Mm-hmm. He Right. He was divine. He existed from before the beginning of the world, as it says in John 17. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, he suffered, he suffered not only the physical whipping the crown of thorns, the strain of being held up only by your arms on a cross, but as you said, he was mocked while on the cross, you know, Hail King of the Jews, if you're really the son of God, come on down. They thought, Well right. yeah, you know, I mean, why why would the God of the universe hang on a cross to them and think, Okay, this guy's a complete fraud exactly. um, and at the same time then this he suffered spiritually because he said, you know, My God, why God, why have you forsaken me? Right, and of course, the answer to that psalm twenty two two is because you are holy,
1: yes, yeah, at
2: that point, Jesus took upon himself our sins, because it says in isaiah fifty three twelve it was for our sins that he was crucified, and what and that's what God could not look upon
3: right at that moment,
2: and Jesus suffered spiritually for that, for you, and for me,
1: but then again, he had to go through that, and I I'm sure many others that have have gone through quote-unquote a hell on earth um, can attest to that sometimes we have to suffer to bring us to life, not to bring us to life, to bring us to the purpose of life, the meaning of life um i've i've gotten even mocked for the fact that you know because i've lost two children and all the others i've lost and like I, some people act like they well she should be sitting there doing nothing and because i'm doing something i get mocked and i'm like i sometimes i don't understand it but that's where my faith comes in knowing that life is temporary okay and like for jesus that's what this whole easter good friday the resurrection is all about um, because, you know, he he's on this cross and they watched him dying and then they go to the tomb and then all of a sudden the the, the stone is removed. And it was the resurrection. The, that's your proof. There's your proof, the resurrection. You watched but Jesus him also went a step forever.
2: further. He proved that he had a bodily resurrection. They could touch him. They could feel yes. him. They could watch him eat a piece of fish you know, mm-hmm. that he was bodily resurrected and in front of them. Yes. It was not yep. you know, because there were mediums even back in Jesus' time that could have said, Well, he his spirit came to this medium and they talked as well that proves nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. my father's spirit came to Melanie. You know, I mean right. you know, that would not have proven that Jesus was Lord, but by a bodily resurrection seen by over five hundred people, as Paul says mm-hmm. in First Corinthians fifteen, for over forty days time You know, that's not uh, uh, an apparition. That's not a spirit. That's an actual bodily resurrection. He proved that he was Lord over life and death by that bodily resurrection.
1: Exactly. I mean, even though I'm intuitive and I've seen spirit, I I get messages and what have you, I don't get it consistently for 40 days straight. Um, It's different. It's different. Uh, I want to explain to the listeners. Um, Jesus is Lord. You know, Jesus... um, this is what these are seasons all about. It's, you know, it's fun and games with other people. It's the Peter Cottontail and the coloring of eggs, and that's fine and dandy, you know? But let's not forget the true purpose of it. And um, that's kind of what the show is about tonight. And um, we're going to be discussing. I know, Kevin, you didn't see the movie, um, but I will be discussing that and, you know, uh, making you familiar with what, what I interpreted uh, in the movie by watching it. it. Nothing I have to honestly say, Kevin. We're both authors and. We've both done another radio show. been interviewed. Um, nothing has ever in my life, including even Heaven Is For Real, which touched me. Nothing touched me like miracles from heaven. Nothing, no book, except of course, you know, my spirituality, but uh, my belief. That movie did something to me. I could relate to this woman, um, even though her outcome was better than mine. I've lost my children. But I could relate to certain parts of the movie. I, It was amazing. I cried through that whole movie, and they were, they were happy tears. and In a little bit, I'll discuss what happened at the end of the movie when some woman came up to me in the theater, and I kind of helped her. <laughs> it was really very kind of you know what we talk about my sync. I don't talk about coincidence it was a synch- synchronicity it was uh, meant to be for me to talk to this woman at the end okay but we'll get into that meanwhile i'm going to bring up we have some more calls and guess what chat it's working for the moment um but I-, I would advise you if you want to stay on um to call in at 347-838-9201 i have somebody from hawaii on tonight aloha uh new new listener um and uh they can Skype in if they want to talk to us on the show. As far as readings, if spirit moves me I will be giving readings. I don't look for the, the um I don't ask God for uh, spirit to come through, he comes through to me if there's a message to be told, okay? And I just want to make one thing clear. It's not about your love life on the show. <laughs> it's not about uh, your finances. Uh, if there's a message from your loved one about that, fine. But my show is about grief and healing, okay? So I'm going to bring Marsha on and say hello. She hasn't been on in a while. And um, and then we'll go from there and we'll talk about, about your books and um, more about spirituality and uh, the resurrection, Okay.
2: Okay.
1: Okay, hold on. Hi, young lady. How are you? How are you in
0: there? I'm 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 as good as good can be.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are all going Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Marcia.
0: Uh, Hi, Kevin.
2: Hi, it's good to hear you again.
0: Same to you. (laughs) I wanted. I was so glad that uh, Peggy that you said that prayer. Um and mm-hmm. I wanted to just add um my prayers to the to the people of Brussels.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yes. And that was something else I was gonna bring up. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know what? Um Marcia, why don't you lead us in a prayer for the people in Brussels? Okay, I have, happen to have a friend, a very dear friend, who is over um lived there, okay, grew up with and um. she is heartbroken because she knows the people. She's lived there. Um we actually share a birthday, uh day apart. So uh, she knows who I'm talking about, Uh, Doreen. I love you, Doreen. And keep safe, sweetheart. Okay? So um, if you'd like to lead us in prayer for the people of Brussels, I would appreciate it.
0: Okay. Father God, we come to you this evening with great concern for the people of Brussels and this awful terrorist attack. We wish that you would comfort all the families of the people who have been killed or hurt, maimed in any way. We're thankful for your love and your grace upon each and every person that walks the face of the earth. We know that you love us more than the grains of sand that exist in the world. There is great evil among us, and we would ask, that you quench that evil and bring comfort to those who are hurting and your peace and strength to those in need all over the world. In Jesus Christ's name, this I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. You... And I'd, I'd like to... Um, I have a few friends that... Um, I have a lot of friends right now. Um, that are under attack. Um I and my, fam- my family members. We're always under attack in some way, um, because there is evil in the world and they know who they are. Um I have someone that lives close to me, I have somebody else. Uh Marsha's going through something in her own life. We don't have to discuss the details for any of anyone, but I'd like to pray for all of us also that uh for the Lord's peace in Jesus' name uh, and for good outcomes. Amen. All right. It seems like everyone I talk to lately. I don't know what's going on. I've never, ever, um, seen so much attack on people right now. We all seem to be going through major trial and tribulations, and it's it's coming out of nowhere. Coming out of nowhere. And um, you know, I don't know whether you consider a lot of people say it's the end of times. You know, this is all part of it. There's a lot of signs in the sky, and you know, I'm big one on signs, Marcia. You get them all the time. We photographed them. Um, I very recently, maybe about a week ago, down at the dock, I live on the river for the moment in the process of moving, but um, I all well within five minutes one night, I took a picture of, and it wasn't raining or anything, the clouds were rainbow clouds it's like I've never seen before and right after that it was like the sky opened up and like the heavens opened up and it was it was just amazing i mean and it, it kevin this is where you come back in in the bible the signs uh we 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 see the signs in the sky don't we uh the, well, the stars in like
2: the sky he said you he says, you see the sky that is red in the morning, and you say it will be raining. He says, you know the signs of that, but you do not know the signs of the end of times. So he says in Matthew chapter 24, mm-hmm. you know, the various signs. I do not have a, a Bible actually out in front of me. But he, right. he talks about that, the you know, the sun would not give its light. Um moon right. would not give its light, you know, at the time of his returning. Yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. sorry it's a bad quote from me, I, but I'm, I'm not one no, no, right
1: no, it's okay because you know none of us do know the end of times. I mean, people have been saying it for centuries, I'm sure, but we have had um, quite a few things that happened uh, predicted. I would assume in Revelation of the the the, the, the series of uh, blood moons and and the the rainbows and and we have them. I mean, there's been blood moons, in it, but it's just the amount that we've had um, the extraordinary. Rainbows, uh, people laugh at me. It's like, oh, look, I got a rainbow too. I can take a picture. It's not about the rainbow. Yes, there's been rainbows since Noah times. But it's about the the amount in, in weird ways. Um, you know, and none of us know when the end will come. Only the Lord knows himself. But I just find some things that I'm seeing lately just unbelievable, unbelievable. Marsha, you've also seen some out of the ordinary, extraordinary um, Science, uh in the sky. Oh
0: yes. You? Well, okay. Did why don't you night. share with us? I um, went out and looked up. I look at the sky a lot. I'm mm. Drawn to it, <laughs> and the the moon had a ring around it. Not just immediately around it. You c- mm-hmm. It was it was far off, but it, it was an entire ring around the moon. And right. I said, "Wow, you know," I, had, I couldn't take a picture of it because. I'm without my um my iPhone still. Right. Um and that's a whole another story I won't go into, but um right. I I just I take that as a sign that for me at least in, what in, in my to... trials and <laughs> tribulations, yes. yeah. Yes. Um that God is watching. He's with me um and I'm when I feel fear in my heart uh mm-hmm. to push it away. Right. And and I I just I was thankful uh, for him yeah. to show me that and that I looked I think, up.
1: I think these are little reminders too because sometimes we need uh, the vaccination. I call it, you know, when I'm yeah. down usually around the. Anniversaries of my children, my two children's death, of their birthdays, or the 10 million other people that I've lost, the parents, the, the siblings, the nephews, the amount you know, that I've lost, and I won't go on about it, everybody knows by now, I'm sure, but I go to the river to pray and yeah and i live on it but i go down the street and i get some amazing signs at these times and it kind of reassures me just you know not just being intuitive and being able to read other people and bring signs for them through but it's like god telling one-on-one you know telling me peg i've got your back i'm here for you i'm just reminding you it's another vaccination you know and that's the way I feel about it, you know, because there's there's not a time that I'm not down, that I haven't driven down the street when I'm talking maybe an eighth of a mile. And I sit by this dock and I just find it very, very um, spiritual. Uh, my, I call it my little piece of heaven, you know. And I just feel so close to God when I'm there. And he always seems to show me something to say, hey, Peg, I got your back. And, you know, I, I talk to quite a few other people, too, that they see signs, you know, and a lot of people mock, you know, I put it on Facebook, and I've had my so-called haters, as we all know, we've seen the, the posts, you know, and I, we just have to pray for people like that, you know. Um, we're doing this to help the people that want to be helped. Hopefully, one day, some of the other people will wake up. I'm not trying to persuade anybody to believe in what I do. Um, I believe in me. The Lord believes in me okay and that's the most important thing in your purpose of life is to believe in you we are all a gift we are all special every soul every body is special and i just want to say that no matter who you are okay and um again it, it's what easter is all about it's he he he's uh proved he proved to us he proved to us yes it may have happened long before we existed um but he has proved to us That there is life after death, just like I try to um, tell people, you know, by giving them um, comfort, that he's real. That's why I get the signs, not because I'm special. We're all special children of God. We're every one of us. We're all part of his creation. We're all part of him. But he allows people like me and like Melanie and and others that, that have this type of gift to heal. It's not about profit. Like Kevin was just talking about, it's not about the gold; it's about helping each other, and that's all I have to say about it. So well, that's um, becoming
0: a lost art. In 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 some senses, it's like everybody's out for themselves, and it's not yes. my problem. <laughs> Let someone else fix it, or you know, it's it's becoming lost. I'm afraid, in in the yeah. sense that I believe in the golden rule. I believe that if you can touch a, another person's life in a positive way, you should do mm-hmm. it. But right. there's there's a lot of people who don't take that time anymore, and I think it's yep. growing, unfortunately.
1: Yep. Well, I think technology is, and I, you know, a lot of people think I'm like anti-technology. Born in '53, I've seen. You know, I started out with a nine inch black and white TV where we all crowded around and now we're taking into selfies and, and texting you're sitting across from somebody and you're texting them instead of communicating with them and I'm sorry personally, I'm human, it makes me sick. We're losing uh the ability, the the failure to thrive. We're losing human touch, we're turning into robots. Yeah. And that bothers me. And it bothers most people in my generation. You know, I've seen things even on Facebook um, where, for instance, like uh, a grandmother sitting there, oh, it's so nice you came to visit, and they're all sitting in the circle of the grandchildren, and they're all texting, and they're not even talking to her. Like, right. what's the problem here? You know, I go to a red light, and how many accidents are caused by this? And they're sitting there texting away. You know, it happens to me, uh, this, I don't go out often because people know that I have multiple sclerosis, but when I do, I try to... Do what I can the day I go out okay and in the past uh week, twice that I went out every time I went to red light, they're sitting there texting, they're in their la la land. It's like, oh my gosh, can't that wait? I mean what did you do before cell phones what did you I'm not saying it's not um you can't ever do it, but it's become a, compuls- a compulsion of obsession with people. You know, well, as one it,
0: who's been without my my iPhone uh, right. for a while, mm-hmm. I <laughs> I've been writing snail mail, okay, letters,
1: mm-hmm. and right.
0: I I I'm thinking technology has dumbed me down, and I'm an intelligent mm-hmm. person, but right. you know when you go to spell something, uh, autocorrect isn't there, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> if you know, right. and and
0: that's dumbing me, you know, it's dumbing the population right. down.
1: It is, it is, it is. I so agree. How do you feel about that, Kev?
2: Well, uh, the technology, I mean, I agree with you. I love to have the personal touch of actually talking, actually giving a hug. But I also mm-hmm. look at it this way. Without the technology that we have been talking about, how did I become friends with you? How did I become friends with Marsha? It's because right. of... The Facebook, the cell phone, the, and email, and other things such as that—that that, that I'm able to reach out where, without that technology, I couldn't reach out to you in Verplank.
1: I wouldn't even that, know that, you
2: existed.
1: But no, that's that's where I I do agree with you. But there There's has to be limits, and what about yeah. find balance? Fine balance. Yes. What I'm saying is that when it becomes. Ninety-five percent of your day, and I'm seeing. This is the point I was trying to make. It's becoming ninety-five um, percent of people's time texting. I remember uh, a year ago at Christmas time, I went to pick up a uh, gift for one of my sons. I have to, you know two other children that are healthy. Most well, kind of <laughs> doesn't. Have, they don't have cystic fibrosis so, you know, like Megan Mark did. And I went to go pick up a present, and I'm standing in line. There wasn't one person there that wasn't texting. and It was always, hmm, hmm. Oh me, oh me. You talking to me? There's something wrong here. That's the pro. That's where I have a problem. Where it's ninety-five percent of your life, it's becoming a lifestyle. It's um, years ago. It was proven in orphanages. Um, I think back in the forties and fifties, you know, babies that were in orphanages. They. It's not like this day and age. And they would just, you know. Prop the kid with a bottle, and, and that was it. And these kids were not gaining weight. And there's an actual uh, thing called failure to thrive because mm-hmm. of loss of human touch. And this is the, the the point I'm trying to make is the loss of human touch. That's where I yes. have a problem. That's the problem. I agree with you. Yep, yep. So that's, you know, it's, it's like, and Marcia said, a fine balance, you know. You know, but... Um, uh i have somebody on uh actually chats working right now i have somebody saying i think people communicate more than ever my siblings and i never communicated prior to cell phones now at least we stay in touch texting that's wonderful that and i i think uh even you know i i i'm one of six kids i come from a huge family my husband's parents were both uh, one of nine so there was 18 aunts and uncles and we we couldn't Facebook and, and social media and what have you. We, that's great to stay in touch that way, but, but again, balance. 95% of the day should not be taken up with not talking to people, becoming robotic. I uh, like the movie. Have you ever seen the movie Stepford Wives? <laughs> that's what we're turning into. You know, get your battery charged at Easter and everybody wears a little bonnet and walks us over, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? And that's it. We're turning into robots. That's where I have the problem that's and I, a lot of people do the older generation i would say and the the younger generation quite haven't um got the concept of this yet i think you know they think it's normal because this is their new norm you know so you know um this person on on chat is now saying i feel more connected to them that like i said that's great that's fine you know especially if you have relatives that live far away but um I would love to, you know, see people interact more. And I, that's all I'm trying to say. You know, I'm not, I'm not fighting with anybody or trying to argue with anybody. Um, you know, I just, what I'm trying to say, I think we need a little more one on one. That's all. Technology is fine. But, you know, there should be some limitations also. Um, okay. Um, I have uh what else do I have? I have some callers that want to talk. I have somebody in chat right now that's been hanging on um that's on hold, and unfortunately, you know I take first come first serve, so there's people some people before you um Would you like to take some callers and see what we can do for them and to see what they'd like totally. to contribute to the show? Okay, how about you March?
2: Sure, yes.
1: Okay. Sure. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. This is area code 402. The last four numbers, 9152. We have anywhere from a 10-plus second delay. So let me say hello first. Let me pick up the line before you say hello. I just want your first name and the part of the world or the country you're from. Okay? Hold on. Hello. Area code 402. How can we help you? What's your name, please? Hello? 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 Caller, 402? All right. Well, I'm going to put them back on mute, if it goes back on mute, because I'm having problems with that, too. Um, let me just tell Marsha, usually being my normal co-host, um that if you want to speak with us, you hit the number one. That means you want to speak with us. This person hit the number one, but obviously they didn't want to talk. So we're going to take, um, actually we'll take the 808 caller now, okay? Hi, 808.
4: Hi, my name is Gail, and I'm calling from Hawaii.
1: Hi, Gail from Hawaii. Oh, I'm surprised you were able to call through uh, without Skype. How are you?
4: Good. I'm hanging in there.
1: Okay, how can we help you, Gail? Would you like to well, contribute something um, about the movie or about Easter Week or? Um.
4: um well, more... I was just wondering because you said you're kind of intuitive medium. Do you pick up on other people who cross over or anything? Oh,
1: well, that's what I do, but only when spirit yeah. comes through to me. Um. um I'm going to actually. Um. Kevin. Kevin is a Baptist deacon. Um. He's not really intuitive medium. He gets some things though. Um. Marcia sees lights. Um, I actually do pretty much the full readings, uh, when spirit moves me and, um, I'm trying to see what I can pick up. And what I ask you is to get a pencil and paper because I may give you something that means nothing now or that you want, don't want to discuss on the show. Um, so,
4: um, (laughs) my boyfriend who, no, 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 no.
1: I don't want, that's what I want to tell you. Don't, don't feed me info. Don't feed me info. Okay. I I tell you that's what I give you. What spirit gives me? And and if I ask you okay. something, it's one thing. So okay. um, okay. Now and 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 is this about contacting people on the other side for healing, for grief, or jobs, or relationships, or no because grief? Okay, this is about grief. Okay. Um, I'm getting Robert. Who's Robert or Robbie?
4: Um, I'm not sure yet.
1: Okay, pl- uh, write it down. Remember what I told you. Write it down. Yeah, I got a pen. Paper. Write it down. Now you just start saying, and I, you know that's why I tell you to to be to prove you know that I'm for real. I ask, I try not to ask for any information, but you just start okay. saying about a boyfriend. Is your boyfriend on the other side, or is it a yeah. father of his that on the other side?
4: No, my boyfriend.
1: Your boyfriend. I'm seeing a motorcycle. Um, did it have? Was it? Did he have a motorcycle? Or was it motorcycle related?
4: Um. Not really. Motorcycle. We had a jet ski.
1: A jet ski. Was he? Did he die because of the jet ski, or was something mm-hmm. else? You don't tell me what it was. No, but, but
4: just, no, but similar.
1: He, in in other words, he. It was an accident type.
4: Yeah.
1: Okay. 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 Um. Let's see. Um. I'm still getting the name Robert. Maybe it's Richard. I, you know, I'm i getting the R. Um, sometimes it's kind of a guessing because I, I, they're not so clear. Robert or Richard. Does the R name have anything to do with him, his father? I, I, I'm picking up something with his father. I don't know why.
4: Um, I'm not sure, but I don't think so.
1: Okay. Was someone adopted?
4: Um, His two brothers.
1: Okay, whoever's on the other side is telling me that there was ado- adoption involved. Okay, do you understand when I tell you this, um, it may not be a healing thing, but it's just a uh, validation because not mm-hmm. everybody's adopted. Uh, his two brothers were adopted, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So he well, he was the only um, biological child or what? I see a sister um, he, somewhere too.
4: Yeah, 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 you're right. His sister was, um, yeah, there are were- it's kind of weird, but they're they're both biological from the mom, but there were like test two babies. There, there were um, the dad couldn't have kids, so she had to get you know um, the mom had to get yeah okay to have kids. And, and then, then she adopted adopt two brother. other children. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. So, see, well, that's that's a validation. So I was right on with that one. Yeah. All right, let me see what else I get. Um, who's afraid of spiders? <laughs> I know I come out with some crazy <laughs> stuff. That is a validation. Know. Who is like really afraid of spiders?
4: I don't know. I don't know. Because
1: I'm hearing like what a tangled web we weave, so I'm, I'm assuming it's something to do with spiders.
4: I don't know. Tiny web might
1: be life in general, right? Oh well, that's very That's very general. So.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We um, it's nice is to there? Say is there some time?
1: Right. Uh, and what's your first name again? I'm sorry. What's your first name I'm Gail. Um, Gail. yeah yeah. okay. I'm sorry, I haven't met so I do have some short term memory problems, psychic or not, I do have my illness, so the human part of me sometimes loses things over here. Okay, Gail. Um Oh my gosh.
0: I'm, I'm seeing, seeing Orion's belt. Like in the stars, Orion's belt, like the That's what I'm seeing.
4: Was he a stargazer? Did he look up
1: a yeah, lot? Yeah, yeah, we we used to, yeah. Oh, cool, cool.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I was I, also getting you know, a,
1: tattoo. I, a tattoo, a tattoo.
4: No, no tattoos.
1: Hmm. Do you live near a, a tattoo place, or did he live near a tattoo place?
4: Mm-hmm. Not really, but a lot of a lot of people got tattoos here. It's a Polynesian thing.
1: Yeah, well, we're we're in America, New York. They get them here too, but
2: I'm just seeing
1: um, a lot around the space where you are. Um, I'm also, of course, while you're in Hawaii, dumb getting the beach. Um, um, did you ever talk about getting married or having a commitment on the beach? Um, and it, it, was there a oh, certain gazebo you went yeah. to or something?
4: We that's how we met. We met at a wedding on the beach um, almost 17 oh, okay. years ago. And we okay. instantly hit it off, and worked together ever since.
1: Okay, that's why I was getting the wedding on the beach. Okay, and yeah, was it that's something with the met. gazebo? I'm, I'm seeing a gazebo with a big star in it. Uh, was that at that wedding?
4: Um, I can't. Stars really in remember. the gazebo, or
1: something like a star type ceiling, or something. I mm. don't
4: know. You know, it might it might have been. It was, you know. Okay, well, that's. that's so. I
1: actually I I got the vision. I got the vision of a gazebo on the beach and a wedding. And like I said, I'm wanting as good as what they give me. We have to kind of piece the puzzle together.
4: Right. And of course,
1: you're in Hawaii, and of course, and the beach all over the
4: way. Yeah, and the thing is, we weren't married, but we always said, oh, we should get married, but we just never did, you know?
1: Right. But we well, met at a, We you,
4: actually met at a wedding, too, you know? That's funny because we well, met at Well, that's what, what, I'm what I'm saying. That's where, that's where the valid-
1: Gail, that's where the validation comes in. Because, like I said, I'm one of these, They don't. I don't sit there and have full conversations with them. They're talking wedding related to you two and on the beach. So that's where you met. So that's your validation there. I right. just wanted to explain that to you. It doesn't mean. Right. I just assume, you know, you were talking about getting married, but I don't know. That's why I asked you. Um, let yeah. me see what else I'm getting. Um, what What's up with the dolphins? Uh. uh. What's up with the dolphins? He's um, telling me.
4: He used to swim with the wild dolphins. He what? He used to swim with the wild dolphins when he was a kid.
1: Oh, really? Okay. So that's well, another yeah, validation.
4: Yeah, he's very connected to the ocean.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's kind of a validation. He, uh, and he's giving me the month of March, which is now. What is that signify? Is that when you met? Is that his birthday, anniversary, or what's going on with the March oh, m- March 12th.
4: Oh, oh, no, that's my um, daughter. I have a biological daughter. I gave it for adoption. That's her birthday.
1: March 12th? There we yeah. go. The adoption again, March 12th. Okay. Yeah. See how the validations yeah. work with me? Okay. Now, yeah. I could have said 365 days a year. He's giving me March 12th, and he gave me adoption. Okay? Yeah. So there's the synchronicities. There you go. So you know he's with us. Okay. Yeah. Um. The name's Susan. Susan. Who's Susan?
4: Um. I'm. I'm not sure. Not sure yet.
1: Okay. Write it down. Because okay. I've had people call a year later and like, oh my gosh, now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, um, is there anything? Now, I like I said, and I I always tell in the beginning of my show, I don't. Ask for the signs. They. I'm only as good as what I get because that's how I do it, okay? If the Lord wants to permit them, that's how I do it. But is there any specific question that you would like to ask me? And we'll see what we can do.
4: Is there anything he wants to tell me or anything? Um,
1: I think he's just giving. I think you needed some peace knowing if he was there, if he made it there or not, that he's okay. Yeah, um, I know and, and I think by the validations Was there an argument prior And you were um, You've been like holding A lot of pain inside prior to you guys uh, Prior to his death Was there an argument?
4: Um, yeah, a, a little bit I mean, we you know, relationship wasn't perfect But it, we would argue But then make up, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, we've all been there, done that yeah. yeah. No, um, he's just yeah. saying let it go because he's at peace. Um. It's all about unconditional love over there, and that's his message to you. And everything is forgiven. Everything is forgiven. Oh, one thing. You're showing me a canary. What's a canary? The birdcage. cage canary. What's up with that? A
4: canary in a
1: birdcage. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I
4: don't know. A canary. I don't
1: know. And I'm seeing specifically canary. a yellow canary. Yeah. The and yellow I'm seeing what? this. A yellow canary, yep, in a birdcage.
4: A yellow
1: canary in a birdcage? I'm not sure. Okay, write it down. Like I said, I... I, be like I you know
4: be I was at my girlfriend's house, and she's got three little birds in her cage. But I, she, I'm you're, not sure if she had a yellow one, but a blue, You know, I haven't been over there in a while, and I know she had a blue one, but she might have a yellow one, but they're a little... I, I don't know if okay. sure yet, but maybe, yeah.
1: Well, that's a... He's just... Then then that's where... Okay, so you're validating Here we're getting another validation, Okay. That he's seeing, and when they do that, and even though it's not directly with him, he's just telling you that he sees everything that's going on, okay? That's them yeah. letting you know that they're around. So, I mean, I think he came through with some good validations, the adoption. I got the birth date right on the head. Um yeah. So I I think, you know, um, things are pretty yeah. um, up and up, all right?
4: Yeah, no, thank you. It was just, you know, really hard because, like, we met on the beach and instantly got... Got together, we stayed together, and that was almost seventeen years ago, you know. And right, and he's just, you know, and he crossed over in a well, he crossed over in a surfing accident because he's a, he's actually a pretty well-known surfer, and uh, okay, he's done, yeah, he's done a lot of amazing things. I mean, he's pretty worldwide known. And um, what's his, uh, what's his link? A
1: link to Australia, Australia. What's uh, up he, about?
4: Went Austra- he went to Australia when oh, he, when he was a pro surfer back in his younger days.
1: Okay, he was showing me Australia. Yeah, so I mean these you are know. pretty good validations. You know he's okay, okay, and I think that's yeah. why you called in. You know, so that's probably I that's all I'm feeling. I just, you know, I just uh, feel
4: like I'm left hanging. You know, I'm like alone in my house when I'm no kids or anything. You know.
1: Well, honey, I it know, sucks. but that's one of the reasons I do the <laughs> show i i I've lost two children myself I lost my husband yeah,
4: every night. and my yeah. son
1: and my father- in law all the nine months, and then my sister in law three months later. As a matter of fact, today's her birthday. I've had many losses um so I do know that aloneness um, you're never alone. God is with you, okay um, we all come in nice. plan, and that's what the show is about, and that's why I do the show to let you know it's alone and i you know what I'm human too I feel alone. I feel alone many times, but I know that God is part of the plan, and this is only a temporary um, situation, and that's what I try to do with the show, to show and validate that our loved ones are still around us. They're, they're not the way we want them around us, but they are know, still around us, and that, around. that's the purpose I, of the show.
4: Yeah. <clears> what, what's up with
1: writing? Do, are you a writer? Are you a writer? Or a um, worker, I, newspaper? I
4: actually, well, we, he, okay, the thing is, he used to, was a writer. He wrote for the the North Shore News for twenty five years, so reporter. But I also wrote a children's book and published it. But I'm not really a okay, writer; okay. just something I wanted to do. But yeah, he's right. he's definitely a writer, and I wrote a little book. So
1: he wants you to write a book of poems, or do I have oh, a book of poems? He
4: loves poems. No, you know he used to read that stuff. Um, he used to okay. like to read books. I was actually thinking about writing a book about him, like like a children's children. Children's storybook, like the little the boy that grew up on Kauai who's one with the wild dolphins.
1: Oh, okay. Well, see, and then he brought the dolphins to me, so that's his validation. He wants you to do that book, so he wants you to focus on that in his memory, and that will keep his memory going. How's that?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about that. You know, right? already thinking.
1: Okay. Well, he's know, telling you that's yeah. what he 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 would like. So I think that's a pretty darn good validation. Okay, what about a and validation?
4: That- a foundation out, foundation. Foundations
1: are always good Because yeah. I've i done that I've, I have a foundation in my children's name too And I'm not bringing everything back to me But just so you know I can relate to what you're saying um, yeah. yeah It's very good because like Kevin was saying uh, Kevin's a Baptist Deacon You've been listening to the show and um, Part of our purpose in life Is to help others And I think right. uh, a foundation would be Absolutely right on with you you know, but I think the book to memorialize him and also the foundation to help others and and, uh, are you thinking like a foundation for the dolphins or what's the story with the foundation?
4: Well, I I'm trying to do it to like environment issues because we're both very involved in environment issues. He he swam around the island to bring awareness of how to keep the ocean blue and not polluted because he was very Mm -hmm. much an environment and I've been and I've been an environment activist against GMO and Monsanto and um, stuff like that myself, you know what I mean, and okay. I get involved. Oh, mm-hmm. saving the dolphins. That's maybe that's what it was too. The dolphins too, because I had done protests for the dolphins.
1: Okay, well that's what so. he wants you to do. You're already um, you're you're already feeling that you wanted to do this, and I think the whole purpose and the synchronicity factor that I talk about on my show is that you called it at this time. It wasn't by chance, okay? That this yeah. is. Kind of to to uh, reassure you, this is a good thing, and this is what you need to do. And this gives you your life's purpose, which the show is about tonight. Okay?
4: Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much. So how did you deal with the loss of your family? Did you have to go to a psychologist for <laughs> counseling? No,
1: I, I've never been to a psychologist. I've never taken a drug, even an aspirin, and I have multiple wow. oh, Uh wow. It's my belief in the Lord and my doing what i'm doing i wrote a best selling book i've got four more books coming out um i counsel other parents that have lost children because i didn't learn in a book i've lost two and yeah. i help them through it by my belief in the lord telling them you know it's it stinks man and <laughs> in, in layman terms yeah. it stinks it sucks you know and I know. not to be rude sounding rude but i know they're fine they send me all kinds of messages and that's how what brought me to do the show and to write my books. And I didn't quite understand it, even though I've had the gift since I was a kid, I was afraid. My dad worked for the church for 50 years and was brought up not believing in this stuff. But I knew there was something there, and it brought me at 60, I'm going to be 63, at 60 years old to start the show. And I opened myself up to it, and now I'm healing others through my gift and my, my hell on earth. So that's yeah, how that's I deal with it. Yeah, I'm
4: actually a pretty spiritual person. I study and do a lot of research, and I, I totally get all this stuff. I understand it, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I, I know that the spiritual world's right there, just between the veil Oh, it's, it's, just,
1: it's a veil. It's a yeah. veil, and it's here, you know, yeah. here. Actually, Kevin and I are both authors. Uh, mine is on Amazon, Rainbows, Butterflies, so One Last Hug. <clears throat> Kevin's is hey, Kevin, tell us the name of your books. Maybe you, being spiritual, would be interested. It's not about selling the books. It's about helping. So.
2: No, the first one oh. of the two books is called The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts. And what it does, it shows you that, you know, if you are intuitively or psychically gifted, it's not from Satan. The Bible can prove that it is a spiritual I, gift from I'm, God.
4: I'm intuitive, too. I'm intuitive, oh, too. Oh, you right are? Now. Cool. I get it. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm totally... I well, he's, been just telling that he's like,
1: trying to tell the... These yeah. books are trying yeah, to like, tell the world that we're not bad people.
4: Okay. No, 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 I, no. I see. I don't get into. I'm not really that religious, but I I get more into the spiritual stuff because I I know there's a lot we don't understand on like our true origins of our real history and all that. I understand all that. Like my book I wrote, right. it was called Star Season um, Hawaii, and it's a children's book, and it's about our connections with the stars and about oh, Atlantis wow, cool. and Lemuria. Yeah, Lemuria, and Alam- um, Lemuria and Atlantis. How there were ancient civilizations and. You know, I mean, there's so much to our history we don't know. Plus, I talk about environments. That's how we need to keep our oceans. Is your book on Amazon,
1: uh, Gail? Yeah. 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 Um, You know what? Are you on Facebook by any chance?
4: Yeah.
1: Okay, if you want a Facebook, uh, here's my name and here's Kevin's name. He has groups. I have groups. I have a science page. Uh, My name is Peggy, P E G G Y, middle initial S, like in. Yeah, on Facebook. But then if, okay. once you tell me, that uh, well, I see Gail, I'll friend you, and then I'll send you to some of my other groups and my signs page. I have some amazing signs, pictures. Oh, okay, proof. that'd be great. Okay, yeah, okay. No, I, uh, I so I it's Peggy, Peggy, okay, write this down, Peggy, P-E-G-G-Y, okay. S. Wait, it P-E-G-G-Y, is that what you
4: said?
1: Peggy's my first name, and then S is my middle name, like Sam. I-M-M, maiden name, A-N-E-S-I. Google me, I will accept our friendship and then I will send you some of my other pages, my poetry page, my signs page with some amazing signs like you've never seen before. And Kevin yeah, Kevin and March oh, will yeah. tell you, am I right? <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. I think what's yeah. the most amazing in your book is that it was the sign of the one last hug in, in your oh, yeah. in your first book. That that's me, yeah. blew me away completely. It was amazing.
1: Well, that was amazing. Yeah. But even more so now, the pictures that I'm getting—my children's faces showing up, and people I don't know as pictures—and I have comparison pictures for it. It's amazing. Uh, I yeah. think you'll like it, Gail. Okay. And also, yeah. if once we talk, um, I'll get the name of your book. Um, uh, put it out there again so people can find it's it.
4: Star. It's, it's Star Seeds in Hawaii. Like Star. Like S-T-A-R, seeds, right.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, we're I couldn't have heard of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And Kevin's yeah, books we're, we're are... We're Kevin, far tell feet. them your two books. Kevin's two books okay. are... Okay, the
2: first one says the, the Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts. The second one is Melanie, A Christian Medium's Life and Her Gifts of Spirit, um, about a friend of mine who passed in March of 2014 and how she lived her life to please the Lord but at the same time used her gift of mediumship to comfort others and to glorify the Lord in that way. Uh, it's it's just an amazing story. There's no other book like it is as, as I've seen no. them.
3: Okay.
2: Yep. And then Kevin actually he the, put a whole um, chapter he put
1: a, He put a chapter in about me, how he was, after his friend's death and he was kind of down, how she obviously led him to me and how we met. So it, it's pretty Again, amazing. A lot of she was a, Peggy. Oh, gosh, yeah. And that's what my show's about, too, synchronicity. There's always, there's no coincidence. It's all God incidents. It's all meant to be. You know, I think
4: okay. we're all actually um, born with spiritual insight abilities, but our culture and teaches us to suppress a lot of things.
1: Oh, yeah, so, no, I agree. You, I mean, we that's have, what we, my books
4: yeah, are about. Yeah, we do
1: discuss it. And I, I've said on many yeah. shows, just like some people... Everyone can go and sit at that piano and play the piano. They can either do chopsticks or play compositions from Beethoven. Uh some of us are uh maybe a higher level of 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 the gift and that's I think where we are. We all do have it and it's um right. it's just all and different just- degrees.
4: Right, and they just like you know they don't want us to wake up and use our natural abilities. That's why they're dumbing us down with GMOs and chemicals Mm -hmm. and pollution and stuff like that. When we're really supposed to be more enlightened beings and be in touch with our divine essence.
1: Exactly. So, and and that's I think if you look up Kevin in my books, even if you just read the the uh, you know the uh, uh, you know the uh, the uh, the, what do you call it? The uh,
4: it's on Amazon, right? Yeah. yeah, they're
1: all on Amazon. My books, Kevin. Okay, Kevin's great. name. Is Kevin. Kevin. Spell your name for her, so she
2: S C H O E P P E L.
0: Okay.
1: And if yeah. you Google his name or you Google my name, you can see all the stuff that we do.
4: Yeah, that's great. So thanks so much. I, I, I okay, know. Gail, so God bless. God
1: bless. Yeah. And have a happy Easter. Thank you. And Thank I'm you hoping you that my uh, my. Uh, 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 signs from I'll your check loved you on on Facebook. Them. I
4: know. Back to technology again,
1: but yeah, I know it's a. No, well, no, no, that's fine. Like I said, <laughs> I, I have know. no problem with technology. No, I, know. I have yeah, with streamer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I totally get what
4: you're saying. I know. I understand exactly what you're
1: saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, thank you for calling. I have another caller on. Yeah. 12th, okay. What? Thank you so
4: much. God
1: bless. And okay, you can bye. hang on and listen. And all my shows are archived. You can go to any of my shows and hear them. They're forever. Right, archived okay? Right.
4: I got Blog Talk Radio down. Okay. Thanks.
1: Okay, thanks, Thank Gail. You. Nice talking okay, to you. Bye. Right. Nice, sweetie. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Okay, I think 402 wants to talk, and then we'll talk a little more. Uh, let's see. Area code 402. Hello. Hi. Yes. Hello. Hi. hi. Yes. Hi. How can I help hi. you?
3: It's, um. This is Sharon. We talked quite a while ago. Um, oh, hi, Sharon. I remember I'm you. I'm so excited. Yeah, you know, um so excited to be able to, you know, talk to you guys tonight, especially Holy Week. Um yes. it's hard for me, So I'm really grateful to get this chance. Oh,
1: that's nice know, to hear. Uh, How can we help you tonight, Sharon? Did you see the movie Heaven's for Real? Oh, Heaven's for Real. I mean, um I, Miracles you know, from I don't
3: Heaven? Have any money. <laughs> I was hoping oh, okay. that I would I could find it on YouTube or something, but I would love to see it. I can't wait to see it. It was, it was it was powerful. And
1: like I said, I have no affiliations with it. I have a lot of synchronicities with it. But, um,
3: oh, wait it minute, was a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Heaven is for real. That's about the little boy, right?
1: That's yeah, no, yeah, no that's why I, I just corrected myself. Mir- Miracles from Heaven is the newest one. That's the one I saw that was on. Okay. I loved Heaven for, for real. I've done a one. show on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that just came I out like uh, March 16th. It. Yeah. Yes,
3: yes. I
1: would love to see it, but I haven't gotten to. Um, okay, well, it's, it's a good movie. It's a great movie, and uh, I really was touched by it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a discussion about that tonight in Holy Week, and and of course, you know, right. what are what is our soul's purpose? You know, what is our job here, and what have you? Yeah, so, Sharon, is there anything right. that you want to contribute to the show, or refresh our memories about you, or what can we do? Um. Well, um, I
3: had some, you know, the some spiritual gifts myself. You know, God's given me Mm -hmm. information. And, um, you know, the first time I got it was out of the priest's mouth. (laughs) You know, he was speaking, and Mm -hmm. I heard him say one thing that he didn't say. (laughs) And, you know, I kind of got into an argument with him after church, you know, Mm -hmm. and he just kind of laughed and he said, that's funny, some other lady heard that too. And he explained to me that's when the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, right? I, I mean, it, I made him get the book out, and you know, could because he was reading from this book that someone mm-hmm. had written, right? And it was basically what I heard. It's kind of funny because she was talking about the environment. What I heard mm-hmm. that was that Satan uses cigarette smoking to destroy the environment. Really? You know, that is a tool to is destroy the earth. See, and I would never think of it that way. I would always think that it's for your lungs, you know, individual people. But Mm -hmm. no, he said it was all the millions of people smoking is polluting. And, you know, the earth, God created the earth to sustain life. And so Mm -hmm. Satan trying to destroy the earth, you know. Wow. Um, And the next, the other thing he said was watch Hollywood. Now, I never really understood that. You know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure what he meant. But now right. I'm beginning to see that it's kind of like forewarning or um, maybe tools. I mean, you, you know, you tell me what you think. I don't know.
1: Well, what do you mean? Um, he uh, uh, said, what about Hollywood again?
3: He said, watch Hollywood. And it was all like in the same sentence relating to the things that Satan is doing mm-hmm. to destroy the earth. Wow. And he said, well, you know, he talked about smoking, and mm-hmm. then he said watch Hollywood, and that was it.
1: Well, let's face it. I mean, look at most of the people in Hollywood. <laughs> you, know, it's, right. you know, actors. Well, that was you know, the other thing
3: cause... I was thinking about. You know, that mm-hmm. Scientology thing or, you know, I don't right. know. Uh, but well, it's it's all about awesome. you know
1: it's it, it, Hollywood is it's filled with actress and actresses and actresses and 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 Satan himself is a great masquerader you know um right. so maybe that I, I you know I don't know Kevin what's your are feeling there Marcia um
2: you know the, you know I can only go off of what I feel you first of all you're right about that first in Second Corinthians eleven thirteen and fourteen you said you know. Um, Satan himself can masquerade as an angel of light, and so it is no surprise that his servants uh, will do the same, and appear as servants of righteousness. So, again, um, you know, Jesus said you will know them by their fruit in Matthew 7.21. So the idea mm-hmm. is, what what effect is their lives having upon others' lives? you know are you seeing through the spirit love right. joy peace self control um and the various things that are mentioned in galatians five twenty two through twenty three are you seeing that in the lives i mean to me, I've always believed that when you're given fame, let's say again, you're accountable for that gift of fame in the fact that you're now an out there examples for others. This is why Jesus said to whom right. much is given, much is required in Luke twelve forty eight. Because you know, if you're out there, if you have made the big time in Hollywood, you have a responsibility to be an example and at the same time look at what their lives are producing. What is their lives influencing? That's the fruit. Right. Or that's mm-hmm. what I I get from watch Hollywood.
1: Right.
0: Well, you know, Sandra Bullock um, comes to mind right there, because she's she's done a lot um, for you know with her money, um, a lot of good things. Um, When the tsunami hit, she donated a million dollars of her own money, and she's adopted now two children, and you know, given them uh, you know a a lovely life. So to me, that's that's a, a good example of someone using their fame and the fruit of, of that
2: fame to good. Exactly. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's beginning to say, you know, if they did it, I can do this, you know. Um Peggy to me is an excellent example of taking what was given to her and turning it around and benefiting the lives of others. I mean, there's many people that could have just crawled off into a corner if they've experienced half of what she did. But she said, "I've, right. you know, I'm going to take the gift the Lord gave me, and I'm going to encourage, comfort, and uplift others.
0: Right. right. Yeah. But then I, how uh, many Hollywood stars do you have that are so... Oh, give me more, give me, you know, and, and they're vain. They really are.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, there was a always a high incidence in Hollywood of the divorce rates, and it's like move on to the next, and they're not even done with that one. They're on to the next one, and and it's very, um, right. I'm not saying that, that the rest I of us can't of, do that. But it's just because they're in the public eye, you know, uh, and and kids are very uh, uh, vulnerable. That see people like this thinking it's okay to just keep living that type of flamboyant lifestyle, you know. So I think right. in in the the way that you heard the minister speak of such, um, and 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 uh, that's what I think it meant. Is just like you know, be careful. Um, Right. That, that, I, I don't well, know. I, ahead, I remember
3: sorry. when Mel Gibson. As soon as Mel Gibson made the Passion, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I happen to live that, in I the went, town oh. right now
1: where he. I happen to live where Mel Gibson was born. By the way, I live in the same town. Oh really? Yes, oh, I do. do you know him? I don't oh, know him. No, because I I grew up so four me? miles north uh, south of here, but he grew actually grew up in uh, Verplank, New York. That's where I live. You can Google that. Oh, it. I've been wanting yeah. to
3: get a message to him. Maybe I can connect with you. but when he, Well, I don't he know. Movie, well, I don't know.
1: He's not here anymore. But I'm just saying that just... It's funny oh, you brought okay. up his name. Yep. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, as soon as he made that movie, I, I got so scared for him because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, Satan's going to be after him big time. And sure enough, that's what happened. I mean, he, you know, got all the attacks and... uh mm-hmm. This was so sad. It was so bad. You know, because right. I always, evil doesn't like good. So I, um, right. My son was, well, that,
1: uh, that's it. That's you know, what, and talking, that's what I was talking also, uh, about in, um, in the beginning of the show. We were talking that a lot of us are under attack. I mean, yes, we're all under attack right. because of, you know, Satan, period. And you're going to have your ups right. and downs as to what you do with it. That matters, you're going to fight it all the way and say, okay, I could sit here and, ow, darn it, <laughs> my cat just jumped on me and scratched me. See, I got oh, attacked. Cheech! Okay, so anyway, that's, and his name is Cheech, by the way, talking about actress. Um, but anyhow, um, he doesn't like me putting attention on other people. So, um,. You know what I'm saying? We're all under attack always, okay? And I could have, like Kevin was oh, yeah. saying and I was saying earlier, I could have sat here and said, oh, poor me. And, and there's days that I do feel, oh, poor me, because I'm human. Uh, not really what? like I'm looking for sympathy or pity because I hurt because I'm what? human. I'm human. intuitive no, it or not. Passion. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I turn and my my saying that Melissa used to hate Kevin, turning my lemons to lemonade, You know, taking the sour and making sweet. There's nothing sweet about losing my children. But the fact of the matter is I didn't go to college to learn how to do this or how to live afterwards. And a lot of people say to me, what do you mean? How can you educate people? You know, I have even family have said it to me on Facebook. What are you talking about? You're educating people how to lose a kid. I'm not educating people how to lose a kid. Nobody can educate a person to do that what i'm yeah. telling you i didn't learn in the book how to handle and how to move on and how to go on since it happened right. and i've taken this 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 um this life that i've been handed and turned it around because right. and it goes to the next level and especially during this easter week taking it from the spiritual uh side of it is brought my made my belief in stronger by my own children sending me signs that brought me to help other people to show that their children are alive and more well right. on the other side. And that's it in a right. nutshell, I mean, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly. And I you know, I lost my son and um mm-hmm. my father and then just recently my mother Was your son and, Robert, Sharon, um,
1: was your son Robert? Because I was getting Robert before.
3: No. Um but I Why is I, Robert uh, keep
1: coming up tonight?
3: I have a friend who will help me who's kind of pulled away right now and um and then also um a boy that used to was almost adopted but not adopted. His name is mm-hmm. Robert.
1: Oh I know okay. which one it is. Maybe uh, that message was for you, because I kept getting that. You know how sometimes, you've listened to my shows before. Yes. And it, it's, it's much mm-hmm. easier for me to read one-on-one, but when I have people in chat, people on the line, I'm getting messages for everybody. I don't know who it's for sometimes. And though I was pretty honest, the, the lady in Hawaii, I kept seeing yeah. Robert. And I'm saying, well, maybe it's for you, but no, I was feeling more strongly Robert. So there's somebody, and there's right. also a David, a David around you. Who's David?
3: I don't, you know, I don't know who this is.
1: People I'm sorry, your say, phone's going in and out, honey. We can't hear you.
3: I'm sorry. Are you there? I, right. I'm having trouble, yes. I'm here.
1: Can okay.
3: you hear me? Yep. Yeah, I'm having trouble, like we said, you know, under attack. Um, uh-huh. I got, you know, trying to um, take my home and vandalize and hack my phone and all of that. But I was... You know, I'm kind of lost now because uh, my daughter's in New York, and it's kind of, what do I do now? Because my life has mm-hmm. always been about helping. And if I can't help people, I don't know what I'm, what, there's no point. You know, if you can't you know, help Well, yes, people, there is a point.
1: There is a point. That's being under attack. That's where you have to, uh, that's where I would come in. It's like, if anybody would want to, like, check out of this world, it would be someone that's had these losses. You've lost a child, too. Yep. Um, yeah. But I want to be the example that I don't do it. You know, there's times I felt like it. Don't get me wrong, but there's something out there for you, hon. There's uh, Sharon. There's something well, out there for you. Well,
3: I was hoping, hoping maybe you know you could get a message from heaven. Some, uh, well, that's what I'm saying. I am I was getting
1: the name Robert. I don't know what Robert's meaning or what the connection is, and I'm also getting a David. And when, as soon as you said your daughter in New York, I was getting the name Kathy or Kathleen. What does that mean? Um,
3: I don't know. Her godmother's name is Kathy.
1: There you go. So it's related to your daughter. Okay. All right. Yeah, as soon as you said New York, I was getting big Kathy or Kathleen. I don't know what that means. Um, you're in danger, you said, right now of losing your home? Right. Okay, let me see what I can get. Like I said, you know I don't ask for it. It just comes to me. Um, right. Where, where, now, where are you Where are you located? Where, where do you live? Don't tell me your no. name your town, just your state.
3: Nebraska,
1: but okay.
3: David is
1: the name of my street. Oh, that's the name of the street you live on?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, hello. Cha ching. Cha ching. ching. Validation. David. Well, I'm talking about your house and I'm saying the name David. I mean, okay, what's the chances? Go figure. Yeah, well, hello, uh, hello, listeners. I make all this up, right? Um, okay. Okay, so there's their connection. David, you live on David Street. You live in Nebraska. Uh, your daughter's in New York. Her grandmother's Kathy. All right, let me see what I'm getting. Um, <sighs> why am I getting the name Lorna. Lorna? Lorna. 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 Do you know a Lorna? Lorna, yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: my father did. In your father did
1: what? What?
3: He knew a, na- a woman named L- Lorna.
1: Okay. Is I your don't father know. on the other side? Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, then that, that's probably the validation. He's the one giving the messages because he mentioned the name Lorna. All right. Uh, what's the situation with your daughter in New York? Is she here looking for work?
3: No, she she
0: has a job, but she's the sole support for her.
1: Honey, your your phone it, is very scratchy. It. If you could try not to move it around, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Are
0: you standing out um, in the wind,
3: Sharon? No, it's the hackers. It's the people that are on my line. They're listening. Oh, okay. okay. And, you know, maybe that's who's on the line. If you could, Maybe that's who you're picking up. I don't know. But, no, she works, but she's expecting a baby in July. She already mm. has three children. And she's a sole supporter, and she's the only one that's been trying to help me.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, is she in uh, New York City or wh- which part of New York? Why well, am I yeah. seeing Buffalo? What's up with Buffalo, no. New York? No, but I'm seeing know. Buffalo, New York.
3: <laughs> are you? Okay. Yeah. Well, are you seeing real buffalos?
1: I'm seeing Buffalo, just Buffalo. I'm. It does Whether it's real buffalos or Buffalo, oh, or New York, perfect. I don't know what it means.
2: Okay. Does that
1: well, mean something?
3: Uh, well. You know, I have
1: buffalo down the street. And, well, I wouldn't um, know I'm from New York, so I have no idea what well, you got. <laughs> I don't know what you got on David Street. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got buffalo down um, the street. Okay. Just, these are all just validations. Yeah. You know, I get the crazy stuff. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know you had buffaloes there. Okay. Yeah. Um,
3: I was in little of a stampede once with what? my mom and my daughter. My you what? Um, I was in the middle of a stampede, a buffalo. Really? And yeah, and they were coming right for the car at and, and full gallop, and you know the one, I looked him right in the eye, and I wasn't afraid. And at the last hmm. minute, he turned. I can't believe they didn't. None of them ran over us, but they didn't.
1: When this? Was this very no, recently or what? It was.
3: It was a while back, about probably five years
1: ago. Okay, I don't know why they that Buffalo well like I said, these are all just validations, the craziest stuff I get. And I'm getting one more name, right. Charles or Charlie. Who's Charlie?
3: Really? Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather. My grandfather. Oh.
1: Charles what I did you call him, Charlie or Charles?
3: Um, Charlie is what my grandmother called him. Okay. Everybody called him Charlie. Okay. I never
1: got okay, to he's, now. okay, he must be with us right now. Um, oh, wow. That's great. Wow. Yeah, that's, I just got, and it was just one more name, Charles, Charlie. Yep, yeah, so he must be feeding me some info. Um, is your daughter having a girl?
3: No, she's having a boy.
1: Did she have girls?
3: Yes, she has two.
1: Okay, why am I seeing a girl? Hmm. Are you sure there's not a twin in there? I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. You
3: know what? No, seriously. I, I thought the same thing. When I looked at the ultrasound, I saw two. And oh, you did? Nobody, doctor, no. No. The doctor says, no, there's just one. But I just... I kept thinking two. I kept thinking twins.
1: Well, I keep but feeling now, that, her too. Daughters, her
3: daughters... Her daughters are very close together. They're almost like the Irish twins.
1: Were they like eleven months, ten and a half months apart?
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know. I'm seeing girls something they're showing me something with girls, that's why I thought maybe it was the baby and I'm feeling I'm feeling like a hidden twin. Maybe you're just the Irish twins, I don't know. I don't know. I like I said, I wish the communication well, was different. But I, I'm not I, sure. I was I was maybe I was a
3: twin. I'm, I'm sorry? said maybe I was a twin. I always wondered if I was a twin. Why so? I don't know. I just always did. That really? That weird.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm I don't know. I don't know. That, that, I don't have the answer for her. Well, I guess Charlie saying well, hello to you, even though you didn't know him, because they see everything. Um,
3: well, I was... Um,
1: huh. Are you thinking about coming out to New York? Has your daughter wanted you wanted to come out to New York?
3: I can't live there. I mean, you know how hard it is. You know how expensive it is.
1: I know. Um, that's why he I'm... She
3: rents, he rents okay. a little two-bedroom apartment. You know, it's, worth yeah. 2000 a month.
1: <laughs> I, I know and the prices here. Yeah, they're they're the, astronomical. It's higher it's than California have four here.
3: children. Four children.
1: Wow. Wow. Wow.
3: wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Right. I had three in two you know, bedrooms. I mean, so,
3: yeah. Well, my mom and dad, my mother grew up with nine, you know, kids in um, one bedroom. You
1: know, wow. I mean, wow. And I was one of six. You we know, had three bedrooms, real floor. small bedrooms, so I know that feeling. Been there, done yeah. that. One bathroom, and you talk about the Brady Bunch. At least they had more than one bathroom. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> know, but we we were all the same. You know, Correct. siblings. I mean, all related.
2: Um, yeah. Well, yeah, they no, it's not tough. I'm sorry? They had an outhouse. Really? Oh, your daughter?
1: Oh, your, 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 your relatives. Mother. Okay. Oh, okay. My dad did, too. My dad grew up with an outhouse, so I, I know that. He was one of five. But they had a big the rustic.
0: house. rustic. Yeah the, yeah, the rustic effect. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, My father he said to me, you think you got it rough. You know what it's like going out there zero, zero below zero, sitting on a place with no friggin', uh, uh heat? <laughs> And my grandfather, even after they put the bathrooms in, my grandfather, I still had the outhouse up in the yard. It was funny. It was hysterical. Still Sharon, does the,
0: the, the initial V, like in Victor or Victoria, mean anything to you?
3: Um, yeah. Um. The, one of the people that was breaking in was named Vince. I know okay. that.
0: I got it's a huge cutting. V.
3: They keep cutting a V in all of my things. They cut a V in my... No do you mean, what do you mean
1: breaking breaking in? Breaking into your home?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, what's going on with that? What's, why are people breaking into your home? What's going on with that?
3: They're just jealous, I guess. They just are evil. I don't know.
1: Do you know these people?
3: Yeah, they're my neighbors. But some of them... One of them's in prison. But not to okay. this, you know. I think mm-hmm. he's the one that started it. Him and the guy next door, and right. just some other people. The homeowners association is mad because my daughter proved that they were just trying to defraud everybody, and they had are, you a, uh, are you in a
1: are you in a mobile home uh,
3: I'm, are you in a mobile home? No, I'm
1: in a condo. Oh, okay, okay.
3: So it's attached. The walls attached, and oh, I see. Okay. um, they were. You know, they have to fix everything, and they don't want to fix it, so they're right. just kind of trying to get me out here. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I don't know if that's what the V for, or V for victory, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or V for victim, or <laughs> vandalism.
0: Yeah, could yeah.
1: Be. yeah. I was well, just um,
0: getting a huge V.
1: You guys want to talk the, for a minute uh, Cause, uh, I have to, I have to go to the, the um, ladies room, so uh, I can either play okay. a song or you guys can talk amongst yourselves for a minute. Would you mind excusing me? Sure. A
3: minute? Sure. Okay, go Good ahead, Sharon.
1: You can talk to Kevin or or, or Marsha. I'll be back in a minute. Okay.
0: Okay. okay thank you, Sharon. Did you have a- any connection to the Kennedys? Yes, I did,
3: and and see, you know, my grandfather, the Charlie, his yes. wife. My grandmother I believe she's first cousin To Rose Kennedy Okay But she kept it quiet She wouldn't talk about it And you know She kind of wanted to be Center of attention And she didn't want us to know But I mean it's funny because John John and my son Look so much alike And my father you know uh, Rose Kennedy and my grandmother Look like twins Um And recently I've been thinking a lot about them, you know, and I, uh, yeah, they were, they would be, like, Caroline is my age, and uh, so she would be, and I've been wanting to reach out to them so my daughter could meet them, you know, because I'm certain it's true, because when my grandmother died, I found President Kennedy's uh, prayer card you know, like from the funeral,
0: mm-hmm.
3: in her prayer book. Now, oh, wow. you don't get those unless you go to the funeral. Right. And it wouldn't surprise her brother died. She buried her brother in my dad's spot without ever even telling my parents that wow. he died or any. I mean, she was just really private about everything. Mm-hmm. And um, what what were you getting about the
0: Kennedys? I just, I just felt there was a connection somehow. Huh? You're right. And that you're under attack. Um,
1: Hi guys, I'm back. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay, you're fine.
1: Well, what were we talking? I just heard something about the Kennedys.
0: Yeah, she. Yeah. um, Oh. She's. I got some some connection to the Kennedys, and she she's related. Oh yeah,
1: now I remember you, Sharon, because you had brought that up before. Because Isn't I think last time I read you, I I brought something up about Boston.
3: Yes, you did. And she just brought up the Kennedys. She said, "Are you? Do you have any connection to the Kennedys?" And wow. I, there's got to be a reason that you guys are bringing this up. And I, I can can I, can I, I
1: tell, can I can I intervene for one second? You brought up the name Victoria. Please. uh, uh right. Well, I, I just want to tell Marcia, my niece lives in Boston. Uh, today's her birthday, and her name's Victoria.
2: <laughs> Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah, today well, actually is my late... on all the
0: cylinders over here, my, my, <laughs> today,
1: today is my dear friend Allison's birthday, my late sister-in-law who died three months to the day of my son, and also my niece from Boston, Victoria. So wow. I just thought that was kind of weird. Yep.
3: Yeah. Take You know, you. I, don't, I have to ask you this, and I am only asking this because obviously God is telling me things He doesn't tell anybody else. Um, right. I have had this strange feeling that... I have an inheritance coming that people mm-hmm. know about and are trying to keep from. In fact really? I found the name Rose Marie Anderson She's an attorney in New Jersey and she right. her number is on my phone. So she's hacking into my phone. And really. Um, yeah. And she is a Wills and probate and you know why state. why
1: would she be hacking into your phone though?
3: I don't know. And you feel the
1: the neighbors are hacking in also, you said?
3: They're
0: breaking in, right. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. This is a neighbor that
0: was um, acting as a friend for quite a while, right? A best friend.
3: Right. Yeah. And Hmm. one of the people that, you know, was going under an alias, but she actually worked for the bank that's trying to take my home. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. But I, why, do you,
1: I don't know if you want to elaborate or, or why they were taking your home. I, I don't know the story with that. What's the story with that?
3: The fraudulent, the bank, somebody in California put a fraudulent mortgage on this property under my father's name, okay? Okay. And mm-hmm. I owned it, it was in mine, and so they've been trying to take, you know, foreclose on this mortgage that is fraud. And mm-hmm. I had crew it, but they spoke in. They took my papers. They've changed dates. They've—it's just a mess, you know. And with wow. no money, I need an. Yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's um, crazy. Wow. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not getting anything up, on that, honey.
3: I thought. You know, I'm sorry. You know, when you brought up the Kennedys, now this is twice that you guys mm-hmm. have gotten two different people. You know, got the Kennedys, and I thought. I, wouldn't that be a wild stretch if
0: there was
1: some kind of inheritance? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you're going to find it out, though. I don't know. There's I don't know. A
0: date, uh, there's a website, and if there's an inheritance to due to someone and it goes into La La Land, in other words, there's a, there's a website, and I can't tell you what it is because I don't Oh, I
1: know what you're talking about. To... You can just Google a name, and it, it'll come up pretty much.
0: Right.
3: You have
1: yeah. to, um, it's, it's, if there's any money that's going to you or whatever. I, 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 if I can think of it, I'll talk about it on the show again. But I, somebody just called me recently and said, oh, you know, you you have money from an insurance company. I said, yeah, it's like $25. I know, what a big deal. <laughs> it's going to well, cost you know, me more to really file the paperwork to get it.
3: I found my grandmother's name in Georgia, okay,
1: because mm-hmm. I was
3: tracking who was hacking my phone.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: there. Her name is is listed in Georgia, and she never okay. lived there, but they've spread money around for my dad all over the country, places he's never lived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm trying to find it and trying to get it, but, yeah. Well, I don't know.
1: See, that, See, they, I can't uh, give any... I can only give you what they give me, but as far as any kind of legal advice or something like that, I can't uh, oh, right. I can really no, do I that, you know? I, I just, Yeah.
3: You know, this Friday... My ex-husband has also passed away, mm-hmm. and um, he had, actually, he sent me a Dear John letter on Good Friday, just out of nowhere. Really?
1: Okay? Wow.
3: I mean, I got phone with him. I went to the mailbox. I uh, Here's this Dear John letter. We were supposed mm-hmm. to be moving to New York, okay? And well, see, I was in New York for you some stop. reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was feeling New York with you for some
3: well, um, Remember I brought that I'd up like before to go i for my daughter's the baby's birth. I would love to be there for that, you know?
1: Well, what is she in, New York but, City uh, or, like, Long Island? Is she in Long Island or something?
3: No, she's in Astoria, Queens.
1: A Queens. Well, that's right near Long Island. It's, it's not that um, far.
3: It's a nice little neighborhood. and you know my yeah, story. I've been there.
1: Yeah. Anyway... Yeah. um,
3: my ex husband, you know, I got that dear John letter on Good Friday, okay, wow, and I've always had a hard time with Good Friday anyway, because of Jesus, you know the pain i it's like I could feel it, it was mm-hmm. horrible, very hard to go through every year, all growing up right but that was the only reason I went through that day was because I just kept looking at Jesus on the cross, you know, yeah. yeah, and um, and he didn't come back for like five years, and I never got child support, but it was it mm-hmm. was. Just and then he passed away, and
1: wow. uh,
3: at a very young age. And I don't know. I guess Good Friday this week is just hard, you know. And I didn't just kept getting if I was to you.
1: Yeah, well that's yeah. why we're doing the show. I I haven't been doing show because I'm in the process of moving right now. I got a lot going on, and another kid uh, going through something, and in another state, and you know, and so I I felt like I needed. Now I'm I'm just pretty much doing the shows when I feel it's needed, like the holidays until I get settled in my new place. And yeah. um, you know, it's it's just a kind of a reassurance, and uh, and that's why I asked Kevin to be on too because he's so versed yeah. in the Bible and. And, uh, right I was going to
0: ask, Kevin, do you have a, a scripture that might give Sharon some comfort?
2: <sighs> Not one them? that comes to my mind right away, except I know that in Matthew ten twenty five, you know Jesus said that no student is above his teacher. If they persecuted yeah. me, they will persecute you also. If they have called the master of the house, meaning himself, Beelzebub, which was, they called him the Prince of Demons, he says, my followers will be called by worse names. Uh, right. And Jesus himself said in John 16, he says, "He says, in this world you will have many troubles, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Right.
0: So no matter what, what kind of attack you're under, and I, I think everybody gets that, um, right. gets attacks on their lives, um, take comfort in the Lord. Um, yep. push it away. Anytime you feel fear, don't hesitate to rebuke Satan and ask yep. God yeah. to surround you with his angels. But remember, Satan
2: also was an angel. Yep. Right. Jesus also or said yeah. in First Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. That's a good his one. His love is like unconditional.
1: That. It's not like the love of the world, you know? Anyhow, um, guys, I hate yeah. to cut this short, but we're down to the last, like, 15 minutes of the show, and I did want to discuss okay. a little bit about the movie. Uh, actually, I'm going to do okay. a whole show, I think, on the movie. I'm trying to get... Um, I kind of talked to the the woman, who, um, the mother of the child, um, the other day, and I'm trying to get her on the oh. show of the movie, which is, uh, you know, uh, uh, Miracles from Heaven. So I'm hoping I'm she'll... It's
3: a happy ending, right? The child is...
1: Well, yeah, like I said, I could relate to a lot of things because she actually, the, where she took the child to the hospital it was in Boston, the same uh, uh, hospital I took my daughter to when she was having a, a similar problem with her cystic fibrosis, and so I kind of related but, to a lot in the movie. It was I live in New York, and what were the chances of my daughter having abdom- you know, abdominal issues? Her daughter was having, a, and we both took them to the same hospital. So I can relate to a lot in the movie. It was really kind of weird. Well, nothing's weird to me. But, anyhow, I just want to discuss the movie a little bit, Sharon. I hope we were able to help you. We'll all pray for you. Oh, yeah. Um, Hang in there.
3: I think I want to share one miracle real quick with you. My grandson was in the hospital in New York, and Mm -hmm. Mm thank God they were in New York, just like what you're talking about. Um, He got a terrible disease that's life-threatening. Most people die, and... Mm -hmm. um, it was Christmas Eve, and he was really, really bad, and his dad said, you know, God's working a miracle, in, you know, in you, and he said, oh, I know he is, but sometimes it just takes a little while,
1: and mm-hmm. I know that
3: had to just rip God's heart, because the next morning, Christmas Day, he was cured, and he was wow. cured for a year, wow. and the doctors that's were delicious.
0: crying, yeah.
3: So, wow, that's
1: amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for
1: sharing that. Well, well, thank you, Sharon. (laughs) Sharon, 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 Sharon. Thank you for calling in, and and we'll send our prayers to you and good luck with everything. Okay, and I'll put you on hold, and um, we'll talk about the movie a little bit because we're getting to the end of the show. All right. So God bless and have a happy Easter. Thank
2: you. Okay. Okay.
1: Good. Okay. Good luck now. Okay. Bye. All right. I'm putting her back on hold. Okay, guys. Um, We'll discuss a little bit about the movie because, like I said, we're down to about 15, 14 minutes of the show. Um, The movie was great. Um, I could relate to the mom because there were times that she was ready to rip her hair out. Uh, The doctors didn't listen to her, believe her. At first, they thought she had Munch, what do you call it, Munch housing syndrome? Uh, You know, causing the problems of the kid, you know? And, of course, she went through something in the church where after the child was healed, I mean, even before the child was, when was sick, I mean, people in the church were, like, saying things. There was, like... Well, she can't be as sick as she. You say uh, I went through that too with my kids, even though they knew they had cystic fibrosis. So there were a lot of levels that, and it's not about me, but what I I could re- really relate. So anybody that has a child with a chronic illness, I think the point I'm trying to make um, could really relate to this movie because a lot of times, um, even the the medical field are Debbie doubters, you know. And uh, so if you feel something is wrong, I would tell parents out there you know your child you pursue it you scream you rant you rave until you find it find the answers you know and that was a point i wanted to make that i even before this movie that i went through about a year before my son passed he went blind uh, for a while and it was a vitamin a deficiency something very simple doctors wouldn't listen to me they kept treating him for allergies and allergy pills and allergy shots and i'm like would you check his vitamins? And I yell- I was yelling at them. And sure enough, he was almost totally, um, there was totally, almost totally no vitamin A in him at all. Once he started taking vitamin A, within two days his vision came back. So even the simplest things is the point I'm trying to make. And I just use myself as an example because I've been there, done it. And I you got to kind of just go with your gut sometimes, you know. Uh, get on, you got Google, you got the internet, use it for good purposes not just chit-chat, you know <laughs> use it and become educated you know, to help other people to help your family, to help yourselves you know, mm-hmm. so that's one of the points I wanted to make about the movie and they had a great outcome and at the end, I I don't want to give away the movie for people that haven't seen it because that wouldn't be fair but there were just so many things, uh, and like I said that you know there were doubters in the church and there were doubters and um, and, and you have to see, I have to really stress that I won't go into total detail because I won't because it will ruin the movie, like I said. But at the end of the movie, you're going to see one of the greatest miracles happen um, that proved that uh, this really happened to this child. And even though people knew the doctors, I mean, the doctor, doctors came forth with it, um, the fact of... Um, what happened at the end was powerful. That's all I'm going to say. It was it had me on the on the edge of my seat through the whole thing. And one words, of the things I want to five say,
0: five stars, you would give it five stars. Make
1: I would correction. give it ten. I would have given ten. <laughs>
0: okay. I would have
1: given ten. Yeah, because some people are like, oh, it wasn't that great. Well, yeah, well, it was to me. You know, so you can poo-poo it. You know, but the other thing, um, I was just going to state something. I forgot my train of thought here. Um. Uh, gosh, now I lost my train of thought. There was a, a, uh, a, a epilogue here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know
0: what? I've seen miracles happen in my lifetime mm-hmm. um, for people, my loved ones. Right. And I'm at a place right now where I need to believe in miracles again, and it's sort of like um, that's that's the fight that I have going on. You know, I need mm-hmm. I need to believe, and my faith is being tested. Big time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. And I just, I I do a lot of praying. Um, my my relationship with my Heavenly Father is very personal. I don't go to church. I was a caregiver, mm-hmm. um, so I wasn't, wasn't able to go to church. But the area where I live is sort of like, well, if you don't belong to our church and believe the way that we do, then you don't belong. Well, okay, if you're going to put it that way, then I guess... I'll keep my my relationship with God. Well, yeah,
1: that's one, one thing I just want to stop you for a second, Marcia. That's one thing I want to emphasize. They were very religious people, and there was a part, because something that was said to her prior to her daughter getting, like, and before she got hurt, on top of getting an illness, what happened to her, yeah. that the mother... Wouldn't go back to church because of things that were said to her. So you really need to see that movie somehow, some way, because then you'll see what I'm there's talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a connect- definitely a connection because she stopped going to church for a while because of what was said to her. You know right. the old gossip ladies in the church and you know making mm-hmm. their little rude comments. And I'm gonna I can relate to it one time myself. Um, right after Hurricane Sandy, a few weeks later, I think I told you my nephew died suddenly. Okay, after losing my own 2 children, my first nephew, I've lost two since. And not bringing it back to me, but just to relate to the story. So here I was, still living in a hotel. My house was in a wreck. I lost everything I owned, lost two kids, lost all the others. Now I lost my nephew suddenly. I needed to go to church that Sunday. And it was hard because I had to rent a car at that point. My car had gone on. It was crazy. But I needed to go to church. I went to church. And we all have that gossiper in the church, you know. Mm. And this woman comes up to me, and my my, I'm not gonna lie, my nephew died of a drug overdose, okay? Nice. And I didn't want, it, I didn't know what it was. Nobody knew what had happened at the time. I just knew my nephew had died. Well, one, and this wasn't even in the same town. Well, I go to church, and this this one well, I'm not gonna mention the woman's name, but she's known for cursing even in church, which is like, you know, it's like a, I feel like a very big hypocrite. And like, what are you doing Still in church? Yeah, really, really. I mean, she's sitting there before service, and she's using things, words that she shouldn't be using. And it's like she, I, she mortifies me. Not that I'm a saint, but she mortifies me. Well, I'm at the church, and I'm, I was talking to somebody else. and never just passed. They knew I'd been in the hurricane, blah, blah, blah. She followed me all out the door. Oh, I heard what happened, and he was one of the group, and... <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me, I said I don't want to I came to church because I need to be close to God. I was hurting, okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Six yeah. weeks prior I almost lost my life and the life of another kid. And and then I got hit with this on top of it. And and the last thing I needed was a gossiper, okay? And a she, label. you know she yeah. she ran all the way out the church till I got to the car and I said, Just leave me alone That's And you. I I totally understood and that was another part in the movie that I totally understood why that woman felt the way she felt. It's like, just because people sit in pews doesn't mean they're holier than thou, either. There's a lot of people that go for different reasons, you know. And most people go for the right reasons, but they're, you're still going to have, uh, what do they say, a few bad apples in the bunch, you know. And I, I was like, I didn't want to go back, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I didn't want to go back to church after that. Here I'm going to be closer to my Lord. Because I really needed to be closer to him, sometimes I need that church. It's not just my spirituality; I just have to be at the church. And this woman drove me away from it. And it's like that's not right, you know. So you even get tested by some people that are in the church sometimes, you know, some of the other congregation, like this woman did in the movie. And I got then and whatever other people go through. Kevin, have you ever seen that yourself, being in the church and that you have, you know, there's some bad apples sometimes. Oh, yes. Don't oh, yes, I
2: have. I can't really give specific examples here now, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is one of the reasons why, you know, I myself am not in one at the present moment. Uh, yeah, I was ordained in, in a Baptist church, but I'm not presently at one for many of those same reasons
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right
2: right now. Um, aside, aside from that, I, I still question myself whether if I got back into one, would, you know, I'm, not, I'm one that can't just sit in a pew. I... I have to actively teach or do something. And
1: exactly. I sometimes
2: ask myself, you know, okay, would somebody be at odds with, with, with the book? Even though I, I wrote it based solidly on Scripture, there's still... On the Bible. Some yeah. that, yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. And, and no, I, I see that myself, and I, I do. I do. Being, you know, that dad worked there, and um, our church unfortunately closed in July, but now it's reopened under a different denomination and whatever that's been 150 years old, you know, prior. and So it's kind of, I haven't really been to church lately. Um, I love going, I love it. I love being close to God, but I love my spirituality. And um, I'm not telling people not to go to church. I think it's wonderful, you know, because, but sometimes uh, you have to sit back and decide how, uh, what's good for you. At the well, moment, here's, what you I, here's
2: my take. Hebrews 10.25 says, you know, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, but encourage each other more as you say the day approaching. The Most people will take that very first part and say, see, the Bible says you've got to be in church every Sunday. No, it says don't mm-hmm. forsake assembling together, meeting with other Christians, but then it says encourage each other more. I mean, if you go to church, the other part mm-hmm. should apply, too, the encouragement.
0: Right,
1: right exactly, and that's him- what I felt.
0: I've been asking my sister, who's very spiritual, um, but also a caregiver, um, to her disabled son, uh, to pray with me lately. And, you know, there's there's a scripture, probably you can tell me where, Kevin, in the Bible that says, when two or more are gathered in his name. You know, I mean, it, it's sort of like... I've there I am in the
2: midst of Emma. Yes, I would. I would have to take a concordance. My my closest guess is that's Matthew chapter ten.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Um, and I'm sorry, I don't have an exact uh, scripture on it, but yes, it is true. And he says, "There I am in the midst of them." Yeah, you're mm-hmm.
0: right. Um, and I guess one I mean, thing that came to my mind, Marshall, when you were
2: talking about you were talking about the miracles. Do you think that you know? Jesus' 12 disciples and the other followers that were with him, including the women that helped support him, they saw all the miracles Jesus did, but yet the night he was arrested, they fled. You know, as they had the, seen the miracles, but they still, like I, I got from you earlier, Marcia, is that you still need to believe more in the miracles. And so I'm saying you're in good company.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, oh, yeah, I we're still going. I'm still quest- just
0: because... Yeah, well, well, the person that I saw the miracles happen for uh, passed in, in June. And, yes. And uh, I'm sort of like, okay, not why, because I know why. I'm asking, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do now with my
1: Exactly, life? and that's the yeah, question when we go through now? this. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I did. I sat here for five weeks after losing my second child, and... And I'm not going to lie to you, I cursed, I screamed, I yelled. I was a maniac. I mean, I probably should have been put in a padded room the first six weeks, five, six weeks. But I didn't know what to do with myself. I. It was a way of life, cystic fibrosis. That's all I've known since I was 19, you know, since I had my first child. And all of a sudden, everything stopped. And when my first one died, I had Mark to, you know, I had to keep going. And then Mark died, and I didn't know who I was anymore. So I went crazy. I'm not going to lie. I, I had a... I would say a mini-breakdown without having a breakdown, you know. Mm -hmm. But then I had to find purpose. And that's where the Lord, and I said, what do you want from me? And that's when he told me to finish the book. You need to finish the book, which led me to the show, to counseling other people. And every time that we face a um, trial... And the tribulations, we need to um, be our own jury and figure out where do we go from here. What's our sentence, I guess, in a way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. What does he want us to do? Do you agree time, times? times?
2: You just put it in the Lord's hand and say, Lord, you know, you are my Lord. What do you want me to mm. do? What do you want me to obey? And he will take us places we never imagined we'd be. I think you've said it, Peggy, and I know myself. Oh, yes i I never imagined I would write a book that would help intuitives and psychics to know that they could follow the Lord and with uh-huh. their gift that the two were not against each other. I never thought I'd be doing that i I oh, mean I, you told me five years ago I'd be doing that i I would have never imagined it
1: yeah yeah or or me I mean I know I originally started writing a journal i would guess I would say um Well, it's been 10 years now since I started writing the book, my first book. And it was just an event after Meg had died. Actually, after my sister died, which was four years after Meg, and I had prior losses. And and, and then one day a friend of mine who was very spiritual says, You have a book. And I'm like, No, I don't. I said, And then I'm thinking, You know. And then when I started getting woken during the night, and I would be have half have asleep, and I'd be writing. And like I said, you know, I'm not the greatest author in the world. I, I write like I talk. I don't pretend to be anything I'm not. I tell a story. I just I actually had my first critic, really bad, I mean critic, and I know darn well. It was somebody in my area because it showed it on Facebook, and it was one of my haters, of course, which I figured out, um, because they said something about the plot. There's no plot in a nonfiction book. It's real life. You didn't mm-hmm. read the book. You just want to sit there and give me a derogatory uh, thing to make me look bad. So I answered the uh, thing, and I thought it was funny. I said, well, when you start getting derogatory uh, criticism, you know you've done something right. Yeah, thing, you know? I love
0: it. Yeah,
3: People
1: are listening. Who's calling me from Denver? Somebody's calling me from Denver, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. So anyhow, well, listen, guys, we're down. For the last one and a half minutes, I just want to thank Kevin Schopel and, and Marcia for co-hosting tonight and wishing you all a very happy Easter. And we will be doing another show on um, Miracles from Heaven. But I hope you enjoyed the Easter special with, uh, you know, some quotes from the Bible and, and giving you some purpose in life that we've all kind of vented tonight and got things off our chest and told you how we felt and, you know, helped some other people. So, would you all Go like to say good night to everybody? Because we're down to like okay. about 60 seconds.
2: Good night, Peggy, and good night to you too, Marsha. Happy thank Easter. You. Happy, good happy good Resurrection Day. Oh, thank you. Okay, uh, Kevin.
0: Very nice to talk to you again, Kevin.
2: Likewise. Peggy, Kevin, I was hearing from you again, Marsha. Yes.
0: Good okay, night, God Peggy. bless
1: everybody. Good night, night, night. Marsha. God too. bless you all. Happy Easter. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank, Bye. You,
0: thank you. You too. Bye.
1: Bye. Good night.